0: And who am I? That's not a secret, I'll never tell. You know you love me. XOXO Gossip Girl. Welcome back to XOXO, a Gossip Girl recap podcast uh, presented by Hazel and Katniss and Harry and Star. I am Joe, and I am joined as always by Ari. Hi, Ari. Hello, everyone. As well as Jenny. Hi, Jenny.
1: Hello, hello.
0: Folks, we are talking about season two, episode eight, Ilou's Mama Tambier, which is all about our girl, Luna.
2: Finally. Took long enough.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, no kidding. How long was it? Like, I feel like we should have known her parents were famous actors by now. Did we not know that?
0: No, I don't think so. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Yeah. So, uh, folks, why don't we start with our girl Luna? So not only does she get a sexual relationship in this episode with Florian, who we met last week, and he is played by Aaron Quinn Long. But yes, as Jenny alluded, we get to meet her famous movie star mother, Dolores de la Cruz, played by Fernanda Urjula. And uh, shocking no one, mommy is not very nice. <laughs> per usual
2: in the Gossip Girl world.
1: yeah like which mom is actually good in this show outside maybe audrey's
0: oh aki's mom oh aki's mom aki's mom is the best and then kiki
1: yeah we haven't even seen her though this season
0: Mm, mm -mm. yeah it's sad i miss her (laughs) so what did you think of the drama with dolores at the tribeca film festival which is our event for the week
1: i find it very amusing that they're at a film festival (laughs) (laughs) and one that i don't think is that like of all the new york film festivals tribeca is maybe not Mm. the most (laughs) star-studded yeah i was pretty surprised
2: i remember i remember tribeca being kind of like a fun thing when i was in college like a lot of people were into the events around it and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because the way it's set up, it's kind of reminds me of like a South by Southwest in Austin where it's kind of spread out in this a specific area of the city, obviously. But um, yeah, it made a little bit of sense to me. But but yeah, I thought it was a. Uh, I just thought it was interesting for them to do that. And again, I love that there is like an event of the week because it does feel like it's just an, a different event every time. But so I'm here for that.
0: Hmm. And this one's a little more heisty, right, where we're trying to sneak people in. Of course, we get Shan and Zoya getting caught by security with their fake badges.
2: Okay, yeah, but like, what even became of that subplot? I thought that that one was the weird... Anyway, we could go-, <laughs> go into that, but that was really... <laughs> I was like, okay, what what was their purpose in this episode? It was really weird.
1: No, you're right. That was like the strangest subplot. They brought Sham back and they didn't even mention that she's been like MIA for like two episodes. They're acting mm-hmm. like everything is fine. And I'm like, this is so weird to me.
2: It was, Yeah, it is weird. It's like they didn't really know what to do with her, which is a bummer because I felt like they had a better hold on that at the beginning. But then they started making her kind of shitty and then she disappeared. And now she's back and we're supposed to act like everything's fine. So, yeah, who yeah. knows what their thoughts were.
0: Yeah, it is weird. It almost feels like Gossip Girl took a break between like a couple of episodes because Shan comes back. She looks like she's gotten completely new hair, personality makeover. She and Zoya are completely fine. They're back up to their schemes to get Lady Gaga to intervene on their behalf (laughs) with Gossip Girl. It's like, what is this storyline?
2: That's actually a really good point, Joe. It does feel like we took like a, you know, like the show was broken apart. A holiday or something and we had like mm-hmm. uh you know six weeks off and then it's so funny because i think about that sometimes when i'm like binging old shows that did have extended breaks because you can very often tell it's like mm-hmm. that vibe of like oh they haven't been filming in a little while <laughs> like you can <laughs> tell
1: yeah i don't know i was just like i also i felt like they were trying to hint that shan just doesn't care about zoya maybe this episode or maybe i was just too reading into it i can't tell but the whole plot where like zoya she like feels really like distant and hesitant the entire time like it's not actually fun for her
0: mm-hmm. yeah like she doesn't really want to do this but shan thinks it's a good idea the vibes were off for sure Were
1: yeah, were off hmm. which uh the vibes ended then when zoya sees aki and can't even begin to share it with jan like she totally doesn't want to
2: yeah i guess maybe like that's like the the thing that made this the reason i guess for why they had they had them try to be there and get involved with the, the festival and all this and that so she could have that moment where she sees that
0: But it's a little bit annoying too, right? Because, of course, it's somebody who's not really connected to the thruple, And then it just becomes about Zoya deciding whether or not to confide in Julian. You're just like, we're three steps removed from this problem. Like, this was not the way to broach it.
2: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. I thought it was a little little clunky.
1: Yeah, and I admittedly laughed when they did the pan to Zoya after the kiss. I was (laughs) like, oh my god, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's
2: like why do you care is kind of what i thought i'm like really do you a care little that much?
0: <laughs> well it's a shame too because for me this is really the only storyline that isn't working in this episode for me mm-hmm. i know you two were a lot more high on last week's episode i quite liked this one it felt like a bit of a return to to fashion for me and I really enjoyed getting to see Aki be separated from Max and Audrey and just have them be doing their bullshit high school antics and him being this mature person who's got this other connection with this character, Ingrid. And it was it was nice and also sad to see him have this thing that he's really good at, that he's really passionate about, and the other two are just like, off oh, fucking shit up, that doesn't really matter.
1: I did like the slow... Lead up to this, I feel like they have hinted at this throughout the season. And I think mm-hmm. even last season with Audrey and Aki, and like, I think this was actually a part of maybe some of their issues. And then they tried to resolve it and they found a solution for a little bit. But that solution also still, like, it, you know, they made fun of like his passcode. They're like, oh, he made us watch that boring movie 2049. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, that's something that he genuinely likes doing and that they just don't care enough to share with him.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's um, it's kind of a testament to people learning how to have adult relationships that are like mm-hmm. give and take. And again, because obviously Audrey and Max have more in common, um, and you can just kind of tell, you know, they're they're the ones who gravitate towards the drama and all of this kind of uh, right socialite bullshit. And Aki is, you know, he's into his his film, he's into interests like that that are his passions and wants to share that but he's also like very go with the flow but i loved seeing him stand up for himself by the end of this episode and i again i do think it's like a realistic thing that these other two would never even think that they were doing anything wrong really like Mm -hmm. that they are just kind of in their own little teenage selfish worlds
1: Mm -hmm.
0: we've in that moment where max says oh i'm sorry i thought it was an all week thing and aki's like no, dude, it's done. Like, you missed it. <laughs> He's
2: like, this is the end. Yeah, <laughs> this is the the end, the last party, and you could have
0: asked. Oof. I will say, it It definitely feels like we're moving towards some kind of big conflict, like a, a riff in this throuple. I'm wondering, Jenny, you were worried that this was going to happen only with Audrey being on the outside, and now it suddenly looks like it might be Aki, who kind of breaks off from the other two. How do you feel about it?
1: I feel better about this approach versus the other approach I was nervous about where it was like, mm-hmm. oh, they're just hot for each other and don't need Audrey in the mix. But I like it that it's a more emotional through line. Like it's like Aki feeling a little bit like distanced from two people that he's very much in love with. But that's because those two people keep not showing up for him.
0: hmm.
2: Yeah, I agree, Jenny, with I I actually I mean, it was like hard to watch this start happening. And I'm like, please don't fuck this up because <laughs> he's so great. And like you all are so great together. But like you have to give him something. <laughs> you have to be there mm-hmm. for him. And I, I prefer this, too, because, again, the things that I was, you know, whenever you had talked about before, it's like, oh, it's going to be Max and Aki realizing mm-hmm. they just really need each other and they don't need that woman. And it's like, I think that this uh this really honors more of the complexity and depth too of this type of queer throuple Like, you know, where someone identifies as bi and they, yep, they are bi. That's it. This isn't a phase. This isn't, you know, this isn't a a tied over. And so I think I not doing the other thing where you have Audrey be the one, you know, the odd man out. I think it just works better and it feels more respectful to this relationship.
0: Yeah, like it's truer to who these characters are as opposed to, oh, well, let's just find a, a way to manufacture drama. It's like, oh, of course, these two would be more into the dramatics, the the vengeance and so on. And they don't even realize, oh, shit, we're actually missing an integral part of the other person's life because we got caught up in our own shenanigans.
1: Word. Well, that happens with like, it's happened multiple times this season where it's like, mm-hmm. it's the Audrey and Max like do a a heist or a caper or just like a fun antic. And then Aki is just like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I do think that it's just showing like growth of, you know, two people just changing or three people just changing. Mm -hmm. I said two originally because I think Audrey and Aki had these issues before. And I think that maybe they connected over a lot of like similar things and art. But now I don't think Audrey is as interested in that kind Mm of uh, intellectual relationship maybe
2: yeah i could i definitely agree with that and i think that's why i like it too because it does feel like a natural like evolution of people growing up and growing up at different different speeds and not or, or growing up in a way where like you're recognizing hey i actually want my life to be more around these things versus those things and you know that kind of like i like that they called out the high school drama bullshit because Really, that's what it feels like. And whenever you're someone, I I can think just back to like being at at an age when I started caring about other things like, you know, career stuff and all that. And you do recognize the disconnect there with people who are still very much tied to a lot of this like interpersonal turmoil and drama. That's all that's their fuel, you know?
0: I think the other reason I ended up liking this storyline is that I don't feel like we're getting a ton of insight into Audrey. Like, we talked about this last week about how we wouldn't mind her being a little bit more involved or getting something kind of new to do because we feel like we've lost sight of who she is. And I don't know that we're getting too, too much more than that, but this episode does sort of reveal her to be a bit of a hypocrite because. The things that she's accusing Julian of doing, which is like making herself the center of everything, not listening to other people, not actually being there for friends, you're like, oh, Audrey, you're literally doing this to Aki, only you're too blinded by what's going on with Julian and Jessica and her mom to even realize it's happening.
1: Oh, yeah, I loved the shot where... Like clearly they fucked up and mm-hmm. Audrey comes home and yes, it's a very emotional thing when her mom leaves, but then it's suddenly again the Audrey show. And, she, and, then, and then Max is like, We'll be here for you.
0: Yeah. And it's like You can see oh. Aki like not even really Ugh, looking at them. He's like, face, Okay, I'll do uh, it, but I'm not here right now. Yeah, that yeah, was. I just uh, feel like it's great. totally
1: disrespectful to to their partner as well.
2: Yeah. 100 percent, yeah and i love and that's, that's a good that's a good catch joe with the hypocrisy because again like as i was watching it i was just like oh my god girl what are you doing you're making the wrong <laughs> oh, decisions <girl>. stop it <laughs> 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 please stop but but the thing is that like there's like a desperation there because she really does care about her mom this is all in the service of wanting her mom to be well and her mom wanting her mom not to relapse and not to kind of spiral into a mental health crisis again and I I think like that makes it even complicated too in a way that I've appreciated because it is, you know, as much as it's like, okay, well, you want this to be the Audrey show too, which is very clear, you know, that that's Mm -hmm. what it is. The reasoning makes sense. It's just handled in a way that's a little, maybe a little more self-centered than it should be. There's, she's not taking like a wider view of what's going on in her life around her. So I I like that it wasn't just, oh, she just did this really selfish thing for herself. It's like, no, the motivation actually makes sense, but it's complicated.
0: So what do you think of Audrey and Max's scheme to get back at both Jessica as well as Julian? Because this felt, honestly, to me, this is like a little hard to walk back with Julian. Like this was really mean to Julian. Not that I don't think Julian sometimes deserves this, because as we said, Julian is also very narcissistic and self-centered and is constantly, once again, putting herself into situations where she does not need to be. But, like, this is like social media meltdown, what they did to her in this pop-up.
2: Yeah, it was, I think, mean mean is what came to mind, because I was kind of surprised at how casual they were about the plan. And then when you see what happens, it's like, oh, man, like that's not nice. <laughs> like you, you really went for it. And I think, you know what it did for me though, like, is it really solidified that rifts. Like she did tell Julian, like, leave me alone, like get out mm-hmm. of my life. Stop trying to be involved in these things. And I feel like Julian has yet to listen to that, like at <laughs> all. So to me, like it was like ex- extreme to, to a degree, I think, but I think it really highlights where she stands with regard to this. And, hypocrite or not like she did set that boundary and julian didn't didn't adhere to it
1: yeah i don't know this was like so tough because i feel like julian was trying very hard to in Mm -hmm. her own way to apologize and then audrey just didn't listen didn't care and also i mean it is interconnected with the aki thing because then she's like she's literally ignoring someone she does care about to tear down somebody that allegedly she also cared about at one point and Mm. it's very self-centered and around her when it didn't need to be centered around her
0: Mm -hmm. like the show is great for us as an audience because there's always all of this drama going on but this within the world of the show it's totally manufactured drama like Audrey could have just said, you know what, Aki's got this thing. And also, I don't need to execute this ridiculous plan to really embarrass my friend publicly. Like she could have just walked away from all of it. And obviously it wouldn't have been as entertaining for us to watch as an audience. But you're just like, Audrey, girl, like, what are your priorities right now? You say that you care about these people, but you are hurting people left and right.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting, like, mirror flip almost, especially since what Julian did helped her mom realize she needed to go to rehab, and Mm -hmm. Audrey probably will never accept that. Right.
2: Yeah, I think for me what makes this, I guess, less black and white is, like, just thinking about, the again, I have to keep reminding myself sometimes when I have reactions like, these are meant to be teenagers. Like, their brains Mm -hmm. are teenage brains, despite the fact that they – drink and use drugs and like don't go to school apparently (laughs) and all you know all these
0: things
2: (laughs) i i think like for me what's interesting is it reminded me of this idea because julian it's like i remember i had like a period of time where i could not handle someone being mad at me like i needed them i needed the air to be clear i needed to know that Uh, like there's a i feel like there was a life lesson that i learned at a point like hey guess what like sometimes some people are just gonna like be done with your shit and that's it and there is no walking that back and there is no you know mm. getting them to to say hey okay well you're fine because like you you just can't handle that discomfort and i think accepting that as an adult is great it's a really good place to be in but like i myself have been like on certain sides of things where it's like okay julian like if i could go back and give advice to myself in these times i would have said you know what you really do need to leave her alone like she's clearly right. in a place where she's been really really triggered and you need to just accept that sometimes people are going to not want you in their lives and that that's a hard thing to accept and i do i actually did enjoy seeing that because like i felt for julian because jenny i agree like she was really trying and i thought she did mean well and her heart was in the Mm -hmm. right place and sometimes that is not enough like sometimes it's too little too late for people you know in your lives and they don't They don't care. They just want you to be away from them. And sometimes that you just have to do it. And when you don't do it, this kind of shit happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely something I feel like we don't understand as teenagers, where you think, no, I can repair everything. And also my friends will always be my friends because you haven't realized, oh, we will grow and evolve and maybe move away from each other.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I think uh, I even think back like oh god like i hate that certain people only knew me at a certain like developmental period Mm -hmm. in my life because i wish like you know it's those things like you kind of do something over and over again in a way thinking that there's always going to be a way to repair it right like you have this idea in mind like it's all everything's fixable and at a point like people when they they're growing too and they learn to set boundaries and not respecting that like even if you mean completely well it's it's a lesson to learn and so yeah it's tough it's tough i actually did i i did really appreciate that though like that this is like complicated and nuanced and again why i like this iteration of the show i think it handles this kind of stuff pretty well
0: so the other half of julian's storyline this week is that she is carrying on her secret affair with obi and they're great in the bedroom but they're not ready to go public and then uh Obi gets the shit beaten out of him at the end of this episode. What do we think's going on here?
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I felt so bad. I started laughing and then I was like, <laughs> Jenny <laughs> and I was like, this is how so much I don't like this character. I was like, ha <laughs> ha Jenny, you're canceled. Then I was like, oh
0: <laughs> Jenny, you're so mean.
1: <laughs> I am mean, I guess. I don't know. I just was like, Of course, of course.
0: <laughs> so I will confess I still don't think that Obi is an interesting character, but I did enjoy seeing him play dutiful boyfriend to Julian like when she gets covered in that red paint when the protesters throw it on her and the pop up and he just comes and gives her a bag with a fresh dress in it so that she can get out of there. I was like, okay, you know what, if we're not going to make him more interesting, I'd rather stay in this spot with him where he's actually just a genuinely nice guy still a little boring but i can work with this and then i don't know because all the stuff with his mom the intrigue with gossip girl trying to lure the mom back onto state soil so that they can arrest her to me that's very much what the beat up at the end of the episode is about it's like oh yeah his mom found out or somebody found out and they're protecting her and i'm like just don't care
2: about that part This was very much like uh, the mobs coming to break your legs. Like, that was that. Yeah, we know what you're doing. And I I do like, again, this does feel kind of like classic Gossip Girl type of setup for this character, which is interesting because, again, I don't think they know entirely what to do with him. But, Mm Joel, I agree with you that I do think that he was more likable here in the in how he was with julian and being supportive like at that point it's like cool like if this is what you're gonna do with him fine mm-hmm. we'll let's leave him to be that you know he can be a part of that story or whatever right but the the yeah at the end i, I did like i don't know why i was surprised because it's like it feels like something that you could see coming almost mm-hmm. like but i gasped and i was like oh god and then i was like oh right like that makes sense though like of course his mom is well connected like yeah someone found out like someone's someone's gonna know and he got the shit beat out of him so yeah i'll be curious to see if they keep ramping up because i feel like we haven't gotten like violence in this mm-hmm. show and so this was i don't know kind of an interesting way to elevate that especially with the character who's been pretty boring
0: yeah Well, and I think too, I mean, this is maybe me trying to make connections that don't exist, but the remaining storyline we haven't really talked about is Kate's story and her decision that she's going to really aggressively go after these parents and everybody having an intervention because they're worried about what will happen if she gets discovered. And to me, it's like, this is what happens. You get the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. Yeah, this does.
1: I I will say I feel like traditional gossip girl stuff where like there's a little bit of threat Mm -hmm. to everything that they do and like a little bit of like a the world is bigger than their high school classroom kind of thing Mm. but yeah i liked speaking about the teachers i liked that scene where they're just like what makes you think that like you won't be caught if you like try to go (laughs) after these like really intense people
0: right the russian lit guy who was on sabbatical found out in what like three months
2: yeah and like georgina is you know in all of her wiles and she has that son and you know they found out and so it's yeah it's kind of like this i i do like that because i think that that pulls this again because this we love this show because it's like like i say it's fantasy it's like not it's not real like it's Mm -hmm. not it's not at all like feasible that anything like this could happen in this particular way but i love this idea of like Hey, let's say the thing that like the rest of us in the real world are saying. Like, if you really were trying to fuck around with these really powerful, rich people, like someone would know. And honestly, I would be scared for my life. Like, and I do think maybe they're gonna keep pushing it that way. Like, I can ima- I can see us getting like a very kind of like a serious hmm. life-threatening situation coming up. Because I mean, again, I feel like I've, all the shows did that, like those types of teen shows. Like, The OC oh, sure. did it like three times, so it's like. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get there eventually. You know, it has to be more than just gossip, so to speak.
1: Yeah. I. Do you see her getting, like, arrested maybe in a future season? Not, like, this season, but, like, yeah, definitely, like, ratted out.
2: You know, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if she got kidnapped again, but this time it wasn't, like, <laughs> it like, wasn't serious?
1: for fun. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> like, honestly, I could see them doing that. Kind of curious as to how that would feel for everyone and even us. Like, is that jumping the shark? Is that too much for this world? I think it just depends on how they handle it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the OC and that feels like it would be more on par with that show. Yeah. Although, I would argue that Gossip Girl is more ridiculous in its plotting and narrative. So I could imagine, yeah, somebody going into the clink for a couple of episodes and then, you know, maybe we call in Nick and he works pro bono to get her off or something.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think they could handle this in really different ways, like unexpected ways. I'm just curious to see. I mean, again, this is assuming that any of this ever happens. We never (laughs) we never really know what's going to happen in this show. Mm -hmm. Um, But.
1: The trial of Gossip Girl.
2: Yeah, like something... Like, again, like you could handle it in a way that would be kind of fascinating and different. But, yeah, it remains to be seen what will happen. And we will... I guess we have a couple more episodes left. I mm-hmm. mean, Camille's
1: on their side. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. What about that? <laughs> what did y'all think about that?
0: Were you surprised by that development? I mean, Camille DeHaan shows up and she's like, cool, I'll give you whatever you want because you made my daughter say I love you. But meanwhile jordan's in the bedroom because he and kate just fucked
1: <laughs> that is, so it is wild when you phrase it that way <laughs> it really is <laughs> See, i don't feel chemistry between them at
0: all no oh my god when they go to kiss on the street i was like this is cringe do not do this it's so but sad because crazy. i think they're
2: both so cute very cute on their own but not together
0: <laughs> like mm-hmm. at all And the fact
1: that she just fell for it so easily after being like, "Uh, I don't think I want to hit that for so long. I don't Mm -hmm. know. And then she was like so jealous of him and Georgina. I was like, girl, please just stop. (laughs) I don't
0: respect
2: her anymore. No, what's going on with her? They need to figure her out. I think like, um, I think I kind of liked it when she was like, are you threatening me? You know, like basically like kind of taking this defensive stance where she kind of is getting a little bit more brave about what her role is like i would love mm-hmm. to see more of that like i want to see kate like really own assertive. some kind of you know nastiness or own some kind of like more being more assertive for sure
0: mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this a couple of times, the characters seem to become more interesting when they do become more assertive when they have confidence when they are instigating things as opposed to being a little bit more passive. And it's weird because they often have Kate get up on her soapbox like she's taking a stand. But she, I don't know, maybe it's just because the actress is so diminutive, but I'm like, you're tiny, you're not very commanding, you're not very forceful in that regard.
2: Yeah, I could see that. I mean, but Blair was short, so you know, I don't know. Kate's really she is a little tiny little She
1: is a really tiny little mm. gal. <laughs> She's like as tiny as uh like Emily Allen Lynn Audrey's character like yeah. like
2: right. Oh yeah,
0: pocket sized actresses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wanna see the pocket sized actress get a little crazy and aggressive. Like I think that'd be great. Yeah. I I wanna see more of that. And hopefully the 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 stuff with the agreement with Camille will help. And help her feel mm-hmm. maybe more confident going forward in this role, which I do I do appreciate like the implications of that.
0: Oh, it could be wild. I mean, like Gossip Girl is allying herself with what? Obi and Camille DeHaan now?
2: Yeah. Yeah, this will be this'll be interesting.
1: <laughs> I guess last but not least, speaking of Gossip Girl, they wanted to rat out one parent this week, but it turns out it was gonna be Luna's parent.
2: Mm-hmm. oh that yeah was kind
1: of like a nice twist like especially since we just met her mom
2: yeah i i we didn't really give this any uh air time yet but but um the luna subplot with mom like i you know i knew immediately i was like oh this is gonna be sad because mom's gonna let her down and it's gonna be really mm-hmm. fucked up like it's gonna make me really hate this woman very quickly and it did (laughs)
0: and And it did
2: (laughs) uh, yeah i really enjoyed this subplot though and i love the focus really being on her it gave us a lot of a lot of chances to spend time with luna and zion moreno's acting like to get to see her perform more and not just be Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna say a few wise quips and getting to see her uh i guess like a lot more of her humanness like her very human side which i really loved seeing it was just i thought it was a great anchor for this episode
0: and seeing Monet stand up for her and try to mm-hmm. encourage her in the way that Luna has done with Monet was also really gratifying because you're like, oh, these like this is actually the best friendship on the show.
1: I like that Luna is like talking to Monet and like dishing out real advice about mm-hmm. her like ball from like grace. But right. then at the same time, when Luna gets excited about a text, Monet is still instantly like excited for her as well.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah, I loved watching them. That was another one of my parts, like watching uh, Monet, like throw those little quips at Luna's mom. And I thought that that was really great, like while she was saying stuff. And then the mom, like, (laughs) honestly, when they did show her, I was like, wait, is that Penelope Cruz?
1: Like for a Mm -hmm. second, I thought it was her. And I was about to be very surprised. (laughs) I I think we're supposed to think it's her.
0: Yeah. I mean, she name drops her, right? yeah. Yeah.
1: And then also, I mean, her whole thing is that she basically is Penelope Cruz, but has uh pivoted to lying about what country she's from <laughs> i love
2: to make the, her more sellable yeah the timeliness of that reveal like to pick that as like her secret i loved mm-hmm. it it was just like because i didn't even think about that as being i was like oh no. is she gonna expose her for like abandoning her or mm-hmm. some other like an affair but no it was like the ilaria baldwin thing you know <laughs> like the <laughs> the Rachel <Dolezal>
0: thing. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, God. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, it'll be interesting, though, because it also feels like, okay, cool, we've done Luna's thing. Now you know who her mom is. Like, I'm actually a little worried that this puts a pin in that, and we might not see this mom character again. Or they might feel like, okay, well, we've done a Luna thing, and now we can go back to other characters.
1: Yeah. But I feel like there's still room for that. I mean, the parents kind of come in and out. Like again, Aki's mm-hmm. mom has barely been in this season. Right. Uh, the only parents that really are mainstays are Camille and um. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Camille is like. The I would say Camille because it's not
0: even Nick. Like we've seen yeah, Nick one, in one scene in the last like three or four episodes. I forgot that yeah. Julian's
2: dad was even in the show until today. Like I forgot about that whole thing. <laughs> that there was a whole actor who was in a lot of this show <laughs> for a while.
1: And like Obi's mom is like always in the background, but she's not really like giving a lot of screen time.
2: Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh, Kiki, of course, will which now will change. What I yes. I will say this about that the Kiki moment. She's just like, take care of my girl. And walking out, I'm like, yep. Yet again, good luck. Um, none of you having parents around, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like at all. You are still in high school, but no one cares. Like, like these parents just leave their kids for extended periods of time. And it is just wild to me. But at, at this point, it just, I have to laugh every time it happens.
0: Oh, speaking of, just because we mentioned it in the last episode and we clearly did not have any clarification on it, how is Opie back in this penthouse?
1: Oh, didn't the mom forgive him?
0: Oh, is that what happened? I mean, I assumed that was what happened, but I was just like, "Wait, we're just right." Yeah, because no, she says, okay. "Come
2: back home, you belong home," or something like that. I think that happened in the last episode. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, I think that they like reconciled a bit. It's Obi's stuff always happens in like the blip of a second because I'm like barely like paying attention. <laughs> no to one it. registers it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we're just like, okay,
2: that's a thing. All right,
0: let's Jenny's move on. Like, I was on my phone. I wasn't paying attention because who could care? <laughs>
2: jenny just likes to watch obi get beat up like that's her that's how she drives (laughs) she's got on a loop (laughs) she's
1: working out i I was like oh my god i'm a monster
0: (laughs) we forget it's okay we're gonna have to dedicate the entire next episode to his recovery and people will all you know gather around his bedside at the hospital or some Uh, i hope not (laughs) i don't want that
1: Oh, it's it's the episode where they're going to like reveal that Julian and Obi are back together. And so I going to probably feel something about that.
2: And God, I hope not. Oh, God. Oh, God.
1: Oh, well, I bet she'll just be like eye rolly and annoyed. But
2: <laughs> aren't they supposed to be going to Europe at some point?
0: Is that just the finale? I guess. I think that'll just I think that might be setting up. Wouldn't it be the interesting next... if we do get a third season if that is entirely set over like a european summer vacation
2: i would love it that would be great and they did do that a little bit like not fully but they did it to a degree in the old gossip girl which i Mm -hmm. which i don't mind but that would be a great way to to like kind of shake things up a bit
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i'm down for a roman gossip girl extravaganza Absolutely.
0: Yeah, just take them out of this kind of like New York bubble that they're always in. I
2: think they would have to think about though. How are they going to like keep Kate involved?
0: You know, how are they? Gonna... Oh, I mean, unless they have it as like a school trip and she's a the school trip chaperone.
2: You know, honestly, it's not impossible. <laughs> Apparently, she can be like, "Oh, my mom," like oh, Obi about the the Harvard panel or whatever, um, <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, get your mom." How was she not going to get discovered for that? <laughs> I just love this idea where she's like your mom's out of the country oh i can just call her and let her know this is important like ma'am can you please just come back to the united states real quick like in a day Mm -hmm. like what the fuck was this idea like this is just like again beyond my (laughs) understanding of the way rich people live
0: (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. oh yeah if kate wasn't gonna get caught for that stupid incident i don't know (laughs) maybe she was
0: maybe she was okay so as we move towards wrapping this up i did just want to shout out my biggest laugh at the episode is when kate shows up at the intervention and wendy is there and she's like what are you doing here and wendy just says they said lunch oh, yeah
2: oh wendy stays winning she has the best lines everything she says
1: <laughs> oh i also like the teacher who was like well it's your intervention not mine i can have a whiskey <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: This did make me kind of like the council of teachers, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. that whole dynamic. It's ridiculous. But like in the midst of some of the other stuff going on, it actually was really fun this week. So lots of good little quips during that scene. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, that that's the kind of like easy breezy fun stuff that I do really enjoy. I think the show does it particularly well. So, it was gratifying to see them bring back all these people that, you know, we'd seen on the periphery like cuz Jenny that teacher you're mentioning, that's the one where they like tried to plant all the cell phones in her bag at that event to get her to shut oh, up. Right.
1: Oh yeah. I remember now.
0: Uh okay. So, Apart from OB's likely hospital bullshit and his relationship with Julian coming out, any predictions about next week?
1: Uh, I don't know about next week because I guess there's two episodes left. So I guess my predictions Mm -hmm. for the next two episodes at this moment would be I think Camille's gonna figure out who Gossip Girl is. And Mm. what she chooses to do with that, it sounds like it might be more beneficial for Kate, but... I mean, I think she's gonna put two and two together pretty easily. I think mm-hmm. she's almost there, if not yeah. already there.
0: I literally thought that's where that scene was going. I thought she was gonna say, "I know you're a Gossip Girl," and thank you for doing that. And so, yeah, to come so close. Yeah, I felt the
2: same way, and that's why I do think that will happen in the next couple of episodes, if not the next one. Honestly, because again, this show kind of moves at a rapid pace mm-hmm. when it comes to developing some of these plots,
0: and 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 don't forget that. With season one episode nine was the big episode and then episode 10 was the kind of like come down where we're sort of setting things up
2: that's yeah. true that's a good point and that again that is in like kind of the older shows fashion where it's like the finale isn't really actually the last episode it's like kind of the closing mm-hmm. up of what's going on this season usually is like the penultimate episode so yeah i'd imagine maybe something something dramatic is going to happen i haven't even looked at the title for next week
1: I mean I know Julian and Audrey are uh definitely at odds but do you think that it's going to eventually escalate to a point where they're actively shooting daggers at each other?
2: Mm. Well, I know Julian did she in this episode she does say something to the effect of like Gossip Girl was right or someone was about like I should be fighting back but not against Audrey against Gossip Girl. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I think I don't think it'll be that obvious in keeping like the Julian Audrey stuff. Like, well, I can't speak for Audrey. I guess who knows? She maybe will blame Julian more. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling we'll we'll hit the brakes on the Julian versus Audrey thing so that we can focus on Julian versus Gossip Girl. Because remember, we ended season one with Julian agreeing to work with Gossip Girl, so it would make right. sense to end season two with the inverse.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. We will see. Well, uh, we won't know until next week. But Jenny, if people want to speculate with you, how to they get in touch?
1: You can get in touch with me at Jenny Lee X33, and that's Jenny with a Y and L-E-I-G-H, pretty much across all platforms.
0: Excellent. And Ari, what about you?
2: You can find me uh at the Ari Drew, T-H-E-A-R-I-D-R-E-W at uh likewise, like most of the major platforms um f- well i guess not like tiktok and stuff but you know boring <laughs> ones instagram and uh, twitter and
1: stuff <laughs>
0: <There we go>. <laughs> <laughs> oh and i could be reached at be still my remote and that's the letter b and if you want to get in touch with the show you can use the hashtag hkhspod or shoot us an email Pod at com. and yeah so uh Folks, I guess until the penultimate episode of Season 2, we can XOXO. You know you
1: love me. XOXO. Gossip Girl.